welcome to Rise Up with Orion's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I am so excited because we are on the third episode of our Dear Coach series, which was a new series for 2022. So I have welcomed two of our very, very expert coaches that work primarily with the older generation and the older population. So I want to give them a warm welcome by introducing them with some of their background and their skills. So first off, we have Jessica. She's an outdoor and sport enthusiast. This led her to get her bachelor's degree from the University of Utah in exercise and sports science. She's always had a passion for health and has worked in the healthcare industry for 17 years. She's been with Orion for nine years as part of our U-Star program, coaching older adults. For Jessica, the most rewarding part of coaching is helping people become engaged with their health and watching them succeed and reach their goals. Welcome, Jessica. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Yes, Jessica. And Whitney, welcoming you as well. Whitney graduated from her bachelor's degree in health promotion and education. She has over 10 years of experience working as a wellness coach and her precision nutrition certification. She also has special interests in community health and chronic disease, stress management, patient education, and optimal aging. After working at a hospice CNA caring for individuals suffering from chronic diseases, Whitney realized that the key to happy and a healthy life is prevention of disease rather than treatment. She's passionate yep. about helping individuals find the root cause of disease and dysfunction and taking appropriate action to improve their quality of life. She loves the notion, this is a perfect introduction, it is not the number of years in her life that count, but the life in those years. So that is what we're talking about today. Whitney, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. So exciting. So I love what you said there about, you know, the life in those years. So as we all look back, we are all very young. So people are probably wondering, how are these three people going to be talking about aging and then the older years? But you guys are truly experts. You have over 20 years of experience doing this. So I want to start out, um, Jessica, when should we think about getting started um, with, you know, preparing for the old age and living well? That's it's a great question. Um, I don't think most people think until they're getting there, but today, yesterday, we should have already started. You don't always think about that, but uh, honestly, uh, as you start, um, you know, in your around 35, you start losing muscle mass every year, about one percent, and then of course it accelerates as you get older, like 60 plus. But that's something that probably for most of us, like you say, we don't start thinking to it, you know, our aging, maybe 40 or 50. And it's like, it, we've already started the aging process. So uh, that's a big one to start today. But uh, that's, I guess, a great thing to say that it's never too late to start. So that's a really positive that, you know, in all the research, it's, you can always make improvements to your health and can build and get better and challenge yourself. So start today, <laughs> start today doing uh, <laughs> to start working on any areas that you uh, really need to focus on. I love that you said that it's never too late to start. Never too late to start. Start today. Um, I was also going to add, um, it's not easy to break bad habits. And so, you know, set yourself up for success by creating a healthy lifestyle now and be consistent with that lifestyle. Definitely. Yeah, it's one of those where I just, I'll admit, I just hit 40 this year. And so me and my husband joke that the the bottle of Advil or ibuprofen is underneath the sink. You know, for some reason, we all have those ages in our mind that it's like, oh, 
now it happened, you know, now the gray hairs happened or more wrinkles or those aches and those pains. So I think it's, it's different for everyone. I don't know if you guys agree with that. Um, that, you know, when we think about aging, there's not a start or a stop that's written in the book of life. Oh, for sure. I, I would say, you know, throw away the idea of what aging looks like because anything is possible and everyone is so different. Um, you know, age is just a number. And so don't let it define you or limit you. Um, you know, I work, so Jessica and I work with the older adult population, like Tara said. And so, you know, people from 60 to 100 years old. And I work with people, you know, just talking with friends, you know, in their 30s, 40s, they're suffering. Whereas people in their 80s, 90s are thriving because they're just doing different things. You know, it's, it's kind of all a mindset. And you can set yourself up for success, but you just, something you have to work on daily. I totally agree with your mindset, Whitney. It's amazing to see what people expect for their life or their mm. quality as they age. And for those, sometimes they do, they set a certain, well, I'm this age, so I can't do, you know, X, Y, <laughs> or Z. And it's amazing when you don't set those boundaries. Some of the um, participants that we, we work with and call, 80, 90, 95, and they've never set those limitations by their age. Therefore, they keep doing, I mean, obviously there's some adjustments and that that you do have to make as you age, but for the most part, they do the same things that they've always done. And if you have that attitude and you keep working on your health and keep challenging and progressing yourself, you keep going for the most part. So it's it's really getting your your mindset of what do you want your life to look like as you age and kind of trying to if you had any you know thoughts of oh I can't do like I said a certain activity or something when you age try and drop that and see if well what do I want what do I want my golden years a lot of our participants mm -hmm. say these aren't always golden years and if you don't take care of your health starting now they're not <laughs> they're not the funnest I you know I just had that the other day saying you know, these are your golden years. How do you want these golden years to live out? And she was like, these aren't golden years. I'm in pain. I'm not doing well. You know, she's not, she just doesn't have, you know, I would say find your why and your purpose because she, I, I've just, I've noticed that people that don't have a vision, they don't have a why or goals. Um, they just, they're stagnant and they're not able to move forward and they're the ones that are struggling. In their yeah, well, I mean, what's great is that you guys have both said um, a couple of things that I think, you know, I just want to repeat for the, for the community today, today is so much of it is the mindset and not comparing ourselves to others. You know, we are all oh, going yeah. to age gracefully. I think that's the ultimate goal. But at the same time, not letting, you know, the standard of others or let us be honest, social media. Yes, those that are aging are still on social media and they're still looking. And the reality is, is it isn't the same for everybody. So, again, to ask those questions for yourself, for that mindset on, you know, how do you want to grow older? What does that look like for you? Um, you know, and maybe who's going to be there for you um, as we go along that journey? So. Um, I think that's, you know, a great place to start. And a lot of people, they start to really think about this um, from the legal standpoint with wills and all of those things. Um, so what other questions should people be thinking about before we really jump into those habits on how do we stop this aging from happening? Uh, Any questions? other questions? Yeah, I 
like you said, I, I think the main thing is is what what do you have to do? I guess that's going to be where your questions mm -hmm. start. Where is your end goal? So kind of looking at that, what do I want my aging? You know, some people are very adamant. They want to stay in their homes and they want to continue to do all their things. And if that's yeah. you know your goal and what you want to do, okay, how do you do that? And then you set up your goal. So it's really starting to look mm -hmm. at that. Where do I want to live out my older years? You know, do I have people around me to support me or how do I get that support if I need it? Um, and kind of going from there, building off of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I that, think that support network is so important. Yes, so important. I, you brought up the sense of like community, who's going to be there to um, watch over you, who's going to be there to support you. I think that having creating that sense of community is so important, having that human connection, which I think it's downplayed, you know, but it, we have noticed or we have learned this firsthand with COVID and not being mm -hmm. able to communicate as well with people and not having that face-to-face -face interaction. And it is so important. And I'm sure Jessica can tell you as well um, that our, the people that we're working with have been hit the hardest because they're that older adult vulnerable population and people aren't wanting to get them sick, so they're not visiting. And it is contributing to their, it is negatively affecting their quality of life because we need the human interaction. We need community, you know, with friends, with family. That outlet is just so good for our overall health. You know, those interactions improve your mood, increase your energy, um, so many good things from that human interaction. And just to have, that support as you age, you know, you're not always going to be able to do things on your own. And uh, so mm -hmm. you're going to need, but then also you are also you helping others gives you purpose. So that's good for you. And that makes you feel good as well. Yeah. I'll bet a lot of our listeners today, maybe they're not within this population yet, but they're probably helping people who are. So I think it's so amazing to gather some of this knowledge, whether it be for ourselves or to help others. Um, so again, you know, that sense of loneliness, man, we want to hit that right on the head for sure. Um, so you really yeah. jumped into it, Whitney, and I love that suggestion is, you know, that community and fostering that. Um, we know a lot of the research that's out there is that, you know, that sense of loneliness is a chronic disease in itself. It's been really hard. Mm -hmm. oh, definitely. You, def you have to be, that's one thing I think me and Whitney have been talking about is, your health, you have to be well-rounded with your health. You really have to have, I mean, obviously you need to be physically active, uh, mentally, but seeing that mental, emotional, social, physical, that if you're lacking, and like she said, with, with a lot of our uh, participants with COVID, if you're lacking, you know, in the social, that affects your mental health. You're not using your mind and your mind and brain is a muscle. And if you're not using that, it weakens, it gets older. So if you're not you know, being physically active, which being physical and doing exercise uh, every day, I mean, that helps your emotional health and your mental health. I mean, there's a lot of research that shows that, but just like Whitney said, having that social interaction, I mean, it all plays together. So being well-rounded and hitting all of those areas of your health and making sure uh, that you do have that purpose. If you don't have a purpose every day mm -hmm. to get up, anyone at any age, you've you just go downhill if you don't have a purpose or a reason to get up and, and go every morning. Yeah, that why circles back. Mm -hmm. um, well, so you were talking about exercise. So how do we age well? So I would say the biggest 
I would say like the most important thing is to keep active. Intentional movement every single day is so important. And I would say you need a combination of both cardiovascular exercise, resistance exercise. Um, and like Jessica was saying in the very beginning, we lose muscle mass as we age. So it's especially important to be lifting weight. Um, and Jessica also mentioned this earlier of you're not, so the exercises that you're doing in your 30s are not going to be the same as you're doing in your 40s, 50s, 60s. It's ever-changing, ever-evolving. I think the biggest thing is to just find what you enjoy doing and, and do it and make modifications. Um, I think another big thing um, with cardio is doing low-impact cardio. This is one thing I noticed with the people I'm working with, the older adult population, they have joint pain and arthritis. And so really walking is the best form of cardio exercise. Walking, swimming, virtually no impact with swimming. Um, and with walking, it's the only exercise that has been proven to decrease cortisol levels, which is the stress hormone, which accumulates belly fat and can cause all kinds of health problems. And so exercise is my number one. I think it's, if you want to age well, you need to be moving your body every day. It helps aid digestion, um, improves your sleep, improves your mood, can help ease anxiety, um, helps you manage your stress. So many things, so many great things come from exercise and moving your yeah, body. It really is one of those, one of the few things in our lives. Um, and there's a lot of research that's out there that exercise is one of the few things that can slow down the aging process. So again, if nothing else, um, I think you're exactly right. That exercise is something that all of us should be scribbling down on our how to age well list. Um, Jessica, did you want to contribute anything to the exercise topic? Yeah, just like Whitney said, um, I think if you find something you enjoy, so I think a lot of us think, uh, you know, going to the gym, which if you enjoy going to the gym and, and doing weights, that's great. But find something you enjoy. If it's something you don't like, you won't do it. So um, right. lots of people, you know, if you can get together in an exercise group, so then it's a social factor and you're exercising as well, or swimming or walking or dancing or sports, anything that you enjoy is going to be a lot more likely that you will do that because you're enjoying it but then you're also getting all of those great benefits that Winnie talked about uh, with exercise but a big one that they found is within doing that movement is really still trying to find some way to get in some strengthening exercises to continue to like we said fight that aging process because another great thing yes you you are losing muscle but same thing, if you exercise and do strength and resistance training, you build muscle at any age. So that's a, to find a way to continue to build that just benefits you greatly. And not only is the resistance training building your muscles, but it's building your bones, which is especially important as you age, because I know Jessica can attest to this. Broken bones and falls are one of the biggest decline for that population. If they have a fall and they break a hip, they can decline and go downhill so quickly. And so exercise can just help keep you in shape. You know, if you do have a fall, hopefully you won't break it because you've been building those bones every day. And maybe you won't even have that fall because your balance has improved because you've been doing balance exercise. Um, another thing with exercise is not only does it build your body, but it they have found that it's one of the best things you can do to um, prevent Alzheimer's. 
and which is another big thing. You want to keep your mind and your wits about you, mm-hmm. and that's one of the best things that you can do. Um, so exercise, for sure. And with our population, the population we work with, the people that have poor quality of life are the ones that their mental capacity is going downhill. You know, they're losing their wits. They're not able the biggest goal I would say that I have with this 60 to hundred population is they want to keep their independence and their autonomy so that they can stay in their home. In order to do that, you have to have your wits about you. You have to have your mental capacity in mind so that you can, you can shower, you can dress, you can cook meals. So it's all encompassing. Yep. Yeah. Well, and how do you do that? So, you know, to kind of follow along with those those mental training, keeping our brain um, as sharp as we can, what are your guys' suggestions, you know, to those of us, those that are aging well or already within that um, community? How do we keep it sharp? How do we, you know, sharpen those knives up there? I think a big one to keep your mind sharp is to, even though maybe obviously when you're in that retired state, you're not working every day, but you keep learning, you're reading stuff, or you yeah. learn a new, uh, you learn a new hobby, or you learn, uh, but even that social interaction, but your same thing, your brain is a muscle, you've got to work that muscle, or it goes down, and learning is a great thing, so never think you're too old to learn something new, always be looking to learn new things. I love this so much. Yes, use it or lose it. It's really like use it or lose it. You got to use your mind or you will you will lose it. And I just want to, uh, you know, reaffirm what Jessica just said. Don't be afraid to try new things because that's what keeps you going is trying new things and putting yourself. You don't grow unless you are put outside of your comfort zone. Yep. Yes, exactly. Whether it be exercise or mind training, any of those things, a challenge isn't bad, no matter how we are, how old we are, you know, whether you're two or you're 82. Mm-hmm. Yep. And some of that's like fighting a little bit of the social norms of, well, you don't need to do that. You're, you know, you're 80. You don't need to. It's like sometimes you can tell your family, thank you. I love you for your support, but I want to do this and I'm okay to challenge mm-hmm. myself. I think our society has that idea that they're not supposed to challenge themselves or make themselves uncomfortable. And and that's great. Nice that your family wants to be there to help support you or that. But let them know, I need to do this if you want to be there to help me. But it's okay. I can do it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. A challenge is good. And I do want to cycle back a little bit to, you know, how it's called functional fitness, which, which we've kind of talked about a little bit. But kind of the stretching and the aches and the pains, Whitney, do you want to kind of dive into that on the importance of keeping the body limber, if you will? Um, Yes. So I would say, I mean, stretching, I just think doing functional movement is so important. Maybe not just what, like, so if you're strengthening a muscle, you are actually working on flexibility as well. And I think that, I I just think basic movements are best, basic squats, lunges, pushes, presses, and you can do those things at any age with just your body weight. You can use lower weight, you can use higher weight, and you just have to, I would just say, know your limits and be safe. And the biggest thing with exercise is practicing um, proper form. Um, I don't have a ton to say about stretching in general, just because I think it's great. 
after a workout, you definitely want to stretch. And there's some great stretches you can do to help with lower back pain and stuff like that. Like a, um, oh, you know, like a, like, I'm trying to, what is that? It's hip flexor. There we go. That's the word. Mm -hmm. Hip flexor stretch yeah. is probably one of the best stretches you can do. A pigeon stretch opens your hip. Um, I'm trying to think of other stretches. Those are two stretches I think you should do every day. A, a hip flexor stretch, so it's like a kneeling hip flexor stretch. Um, and then pigeon stretch is so important to just open those hips. Um, if you're doing these, because look at this, the posture I have right now. That's another thing. we got to keep good posture. <laughs> so it's easy. We're hunched over our desk all day typing or, you know, at a, at a desk or a chair. That's not a natural position for a body. And so doing stretches is very important. You know, the longer that you're sitting in a chair, the harder it is to get back up. You know, a body in motion tends to stay in motion. A body at rest tends to stay at rest. If you're in one position, you're just going to be stiff. And I can, mm -hmm. I see this firsthand in my parents and my dad. And, and so, um, you know, stretching is, it is very important. Um, and just moving your body. you got to move your body to get it loose enough so that you can stretch. That's what I would say. Yeah. And you mentioned being intentional about it. And I think that is so important. It's just being intentional and being aware um, of, you know, how our body is moving to keep it moving. Like you said, depending on what it is that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So Jessica, something um, that, you know, I really want to talk about is um, in terms of the aging population, that they're not on this island by themselves. Um, and there are so many people that are out there and helpful um, when we're talking about preventing disease or even managing disease. Um, so again, that, that preventive component. Um, so Jessica, in your opinion, where should people turn um, if they're, they're looking for help, they're looking for insights, and maybe they just have all these questions? Where should people turn? I think a great one is, I mean, kind of starting with your doctor. And like you said, preventative, which I think a lot of this we've talked about, you mm -hmm. know, keeping active, doing all that is really going to help you prevent a lot of the big issues. Obviously, you can't stop everything. Uh, but, you know, doing your regular doctor checkups. I know a lot of people, it takes time. They don't want to do it. They don't like going. Uh, but being able to keep with those regular doctor checkups for certain, you know, when you hit a certain age, you need to do certain ones. It uh, really helps you to make sure everything's going okay. And if it's not, whatever they find, they're able to take care of quickly before it comes uh, something really serious. So uh, I definitely think that's a great thing to have. Uh, hopefully you just go in and do a yearly checkup with your doctor and wave and say goodbye and get the, no. uh, good, the good thumbs up, keep doing it. Um, and even, uh, I mean, we're health coaches. Uh, that's a great um, option. Um, I know... A lot of our um, population that we work with, they've never worked with uh, a health coach before. So sometimes it's mm -hmm. interesting to them, but you know, a health coach or a therapist or someone who can even um, obviously following what your doctor's recommendations are, but help you be able to set those goals that you have and, and work to create those habits to achieve those goals to prevent uh, the future issues. Yeah, Whitney, one of the things that I love that you have said in the past is the Band-Aid approach um, or masking issues. So can you elaborate a little bit on what that is? Yes. So instead of taking the Band-Aid approach, let's get to the root cause of disease. And instead of just masking it with medicine, 
let's get to the root root cause and address that. You know, find what's really happening, what's going on physiologically in our body that's causing pain or, you know, dysfunction, and let's address that instead of just masking it with a pill that's going, or medicine that's going to cause other issues. Um, but not to say, I mean, there's a time and a place for medicine and doctors, mm-hmm. and you need their help. And I would just say, be an advocate for yourself with your medical care. You need to work mm-hmm. with your doctor and medical team. Um, be proactive when you go to those doctor's appointments and ask the right questions. You know, it's so easy to go into a doctor's appointment and just be blank. You have all these questions and be blank. So I was, I recommend taking in some notes and some questions and really getting to, you want to, you want to reach optimal health. So you mm-hmm. have to take, you can't just be told what to do by your doctor. You need to be yeah. an active player in all of that. Um, but I'm just so passionate about prevention over treatment of disease. Mm-hmm. And like Tara was saying in the intro, I worked as a CNA in hospice care. So it was with individuals dying of chronic diseases. And so instead of just treating those diseases and living with those diseases and managing them, I am all about preventing those issues. And life happens, you guys, and, and we and genetics are crazy. They they fall the chips fall where they fall. And so mm-hmm. um can't always prevent everything, but there's so much you can do to just improve your quality of life and to help you bypass those issues. So, so yeah, no band-aid approach, no just taking medicine and covering it up. Instead, let's get to the root cause and get it addressed the proper way. Mm-hmm. I think it circles back to what you both have said at the very beginning is kind of that purpose or that why, ha- ha- knowing that that's in the back of your mind to share that with your doctor and find a path to get there along with, you know, a health coach or a therapist or whatever social outlet that maybe people are choosing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, Jessica, anything? Um, I'm a certified sleep coach myself. Um, so I always want to touch on sleep because it is so hard in the older age. Um, our bodies shift and our different chemicals are more, more difficult. So Jessica, can you talk a little bit about the importance of sleep for us? Big, big factor. I mean, I think anyone who knows if you're not sleeping good, life's just hard. (laughs) It just makes Mm -hmm. everything. I mean, it's harder, you know, for mental clarity, it's harder to get, uh, through the day. So yeah, definitely sleep plays into it just as much as, you know, your your diet. And that can be a big factor towards sleeping. You know, what are you eating throughout the day, which I, I think your diet plays obviously a huge part into all aspects of your health, really trying to have um, a really anti-inflammatory diet that can help. Mm-hmm. Um, but being able to um, set up some time, uh, I know a lot of people like to play with their phone, watch a show or that, but sometimes all that uh, blue screen time makes it really hard to fall asleep. So, you know, if you're having a hard time with that, trying to either cut back on screen time, maybe reading a book. Some people, you may have to play around with some things. I know some like to do some exercise before and that helps rest them. Others that gets them all hyped up. So you may have to play around a little bit to see, you know, what kind of helps you relax your body and prepare uh, to get a good night's sleep. But yeah, getting through uh, the full night for that rest is a big, big key element in being able to have good health so your body can rejuvenate every night and be ready to go the mm-hmm. next morning. Absolutely. Sleep is, 
sleep is when our body heals itself. It's when it recovers. Uh, let's see. So getting good sleep, it decreases the risk of health problems such as diabetes, heart disease, reduces stress, improves your mood, clarity of mind. Um, it can help you not get sick as often. Um, it can actually help you keep a healthy weight too. If you're not getting enough sleep, and it can help make you gain weight. And you'll find that with people with sleep apnea. They're not getting good sleep, and then they end up gaining weight, which makes their sleep apnea even worse. Um, mm -hmm. so, what else was I going to say about Oh, and um, I think I read recently, it was, so individuals 18 years to 64 years need seven to nine hours of sleep a night. And so really think about that. And, you know, what I have found that works for me is I, I have a set bedtime and I know when I'm waking up. So I know if I'm getting within those hours, you know, at least be in your bed at a certain time and find a good, healthy, you know, create healthy sleep hygiene, you know, set a routine to help you fall asleep and get that good quality of sleep. Yeah, no question about it. So we're kind of nearing um, the close, the close of our our webinar today and our podcast, but I never ever want to end the conversation. Um, so I would love for each of you to share just kind of, if you are talking to one of your participants, just your top three tips or tricks to, you know, how to age well or to age gracefully, as we've said. And then I also will kind of circle back as well and welcome the conversation to continue. So Jessica, do you want to share just your top three Jessica's favorite tips on how to age well? Uh, yeah, I think uh, first is um, we touched on a lot of these. So uh, that never mm -hmm. too late to start working on your health. Don't let your age restrict you. You know, being, don't let whatever age you are stop you from that. So start working on it today. Never, never hold back because of your age. Um, being well-rounded, kind of making sure all aspects of your health, you're working mm -hmm. on all of them to keep you uh, well-rounded. And then uh, similar to what Whitney said, I kind of put it in a different term, but aim for quality of life, not quantity. So mm -hmm. make sure you're doing what you okay. enjoy and set those goals so you can continue to do what you love as you age. Yes, so awesome. Anything, Whitney, that differs for your top three favorite tips? I'm going to read these because I, I had a hard time narrowing this down, but I, I would say exercise number one, the most important. So intentionally move your body and exercise every day in order to keep your mobility and just, again, find exercises that you enjoy and that are properly suited for you as you age in each stage of your life and stay consistent. You know, a body at rest tends to stay at rest. A body in motion uh, stays in motion. So um, number two, prevention over treatment of disease is best practice. So preventative exams are so important and early detection is crucial. And um, like we just said, the Band-Aid, instead of the Band-Aid approach and masking issues, find the root cause of disease and dysfunction and address that. And then third, um, I really, I think this one's so important. Explore a sense of purpose and pursue your interests. You know, find your why and let it be the driving force in your life. And then like Jessica said, don't be afraid to learn and try new things. You are ever evolving. 
Yes. Oh my gosh, that is so great. I just responded to someone on the chat with a very similar um, to that on how to motivate others. So everything that you both just said, not only can we turn it for ourselves, but we also can use all of those things to motivate others, which I think is so important, is to open those conversations with other people as we're trying to, to help. Like I said, it, it takes a village, as we all know, whether it be with children or the aging community. So we're all doing this together. And until someone comes up with a magic pill to stop aging, we're going to have to keep working on it. <laughs> so thank you ladies both so much for joining our podcast today as i mentioned the conversation is never over so we want to make sure that people continue to seek help the orion health coaches are here um, we have so many of them on the background that are experts in all things health and wellness no matter your age no matter what demographic you come for come from Orion is here to assist you. So always reach out to help to us as your health and wellness company, but also kind of using that support that we've talked about from doctors, therapists, all of those things. So we can keep this village tight, if you will. Um, so next month, just want to introduce, we would love everyone to circle back to our podcast next month. We have a therapist on, speaking of, and we're going to be talking about controlling the controllables. So again, continue our, our conversation today. This is a fantastic, you know, addition to that as we, there's so much that's within chaos um, and we all want this to be a graceful life. So let's do it. Hopefully everyone will circle back next month to join our podcast then. But Jessica, Whitney, hats off to you. Thank you so much to our older adult coaches um, that are such experts. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks. Have a great day. You too.